You are listening to Podcast Rescue with Cliff Duvenois, and this is episode five. Hey there, are you struggling with your podcast? Well, then let's change that. Here, we're going to share the strategies, tips, and tricks that you need to make your podcast a thriving part of your business. Welcome to Podcast Rescue. Hello, my fellow entrepreneurs. So today, this is going to be part four of the four-part series around the podcast success framework, something that can turn any podcast into a vital part of your business. Now, today we're gonna be talking about the ugliest part, but it is important. And we're talking about podcast production. At a little bit of a higher level, we're talking about podcast processes. So here's my question for you to get us started. And I really want you to think about this as I'm going through the episode. Keep it in the back of your mind. How much of your day is spent on revenue generating activities? That's going to be a vital question to answer. And we're going to attempt to answer that by the end of this episode. Now, when I talk about or when I mention podcast production, what do you think of? You're probably thinking about editing your podcast episode writing show notes, maybe uploading it to your podcast hosting provider, so to speak. What if I told you that podcast production was way more than that? So back in the day, it was taking me about 12 hours to edit and produce one single episode of my 30-minute podcast. Think about that, 12 hours. That is a day and a half. And I knew I had to stop doing that because really this was the primary reason why I was going into pod fate. I don't have 12 hours to spend on an episode. And you know what? I didn't have 10 hours. I didn't have eight hours. I didn't even have six hours to spend on it. Now, I will fully admit that part of that was mental. It was part of my, I'd say my self-diagnosed OCD, right? I had a very high standard set for myself and I just had this vision in my head that my podcast had to be this quality or else I just could not put it out there. Now, the mindset stuff, I know that we've already talked about before, but beyond all of that, the podcast gurus, they would talk to you about how you could do, you know, editing for your podcast and your podcast uh, production part, right? They would actually walk you through how to do that. And of course, then they would turn around and they would say, oh, well, if you don't have time to do all that, then you can outsource your podcast production. That's a smart thing to do. Well, at the time, I did not have $250 to drop on one episode. I was doing one episode a week, so that would be $1,000 a month going out the door just to produce my podcast. Well, my podcast wasn't making me any money. There was no way that I could point to my podcast and say, well, if my podcast is making me, you know, 1500 a month, then I would spend a thousand of that on podcast production, right? I would make that trade any day of the week, but I could not figure out this magical formula, so to speak, about podcast production. The next thing they told me to do was like, well, well if you don't have money to, to outsource your podcast production, you can always hire a VA, right? Show the VA your process. They will do it and they will follow your process. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so if a VA is going to be charging me, let's say 10 bucks an hour, and I've got 10 hours worth of work and all these other activities that I'm doing, 
that would roughly be about a hundred dollars an episode. Do do I have four hundred dollars a month to spend on my podcast? And of course, the answer to that question was no. I did not. Well, by this point in time, I had already determined that a lot of the advice that I was getting from the podcast gurus just wasn't working for me. Neither was this. Their whole point is, well, we'll show you a process. It's going to be extremely painful. And if you don't, if you can't do it, then outsource it. And now people will make this argument all the time, right? They'll say, well, how valuable is your time? Are you valuing yourself at $200 an hour or $300 an hour? And if you spend you know, all this time working on a podcast, then, you know, you would be spending, you know, $3,000 on a podcast episode. Wouldn't it make sense to outsource it? Well, that's a really good argument to make if I was making that level of money. But for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, for a lot of solopreneurs that are out there, they are not at that level yet. They still have to do a lot of their own work. They're wearing a lot of hats in their business. This is when I decided that I had to turn to a time management expert, not a podcast guru, not sign up for another podcasting course, but a time management expert. And oh my God, what a gift that turned out to be. And it was the smart move on my part. Now I started working with her and the very first meeting that we had is she said, okay, show me your podcast production process. Uh, what? (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, well, let's see, she's charging me by the hour. So do I have 12 hours to spend on this little demonstration? But you know what? I said, okay, let's do it. So I did a screen share on Zoom. And the first thing I did was pull up GarageBand. And of course, there's my podcast episode on the page. And you can see all little wavy lines and things like that. And she goes, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And I replied, I'm showing you my process. And again, here's another expert. I swear to God, I could hear her palm smack her forehead over that Zoom call. She says, no, Cliff, I am talking about your written process for your podcast production. Truth be told, I didn't have one. The whole thing was locked inside of my head. See, I had become so accustomed to the podcast production process that I could do it in my sleep. When I sat down, I just automatically knew what the next step was and, you know, keep moving forward. And if there was a problem, I knew what box to check or, you know, all this other stuff. But we're wired to do this as human beings, right? When you were little, tying your shoes, your parents probably showed you how to tie your shoes, right? And at first you struggled with it, but now, you know, a decade or two or three or gasp four later, right? You do it automatically. You put your shoes on and you lace them up and you don't even think about it, right? And that's because our brains are really good at wiring themselves to be really darn efficient at following a process. But, and this is a very big but, that does not mean that the process is efficient. That just means that we are efficient at following a process. So by not having the process written down, I was actually in the process, right? I could, I, everything was in my head and I could follow the steps like crazy, but I didn't have it written down. So I could not see it from that 10,000 foot view, right? The overall process of how it works. 
Now, when I wrote out the process, of course, she came back to me and said, no, Cliff, there's a lot more to this than what you are. And I was like, well, are you talking about every little tiny box that I check and everything? And she said, yes, everything that you do, write it down every tiny little step. So I did. And when I got done, I think there was like 11 billion steps on my list. But the good news is, is that when I had this list complete, this is when her and I could start working on it, right? Go through this list and really streamline it. And she had a beautiful process that she walked me through on how to streamline it. And it was amazing. So here's an example, right? To talk about how much time that I was able to save. There's this tool out there that's called uh, Auphonic. I started using it because it was really good at, you know, like sometimes, for instance, you interview somebody, you're talking really loud, which I do. They're talking really quiet, which does happen. So Auphonic would go through and balance out the audio so that way everybody's talking at the same level. You've experienced this before, probably with your television. You're sitting there and you're watching a uh, television show and you've got the volume set at like, let's say, you know, 35. Well, then commercials come on and they're blasting super loud, right? And the first thing you do is, if you're like me, you hit the mute button. But maybe probably for most people, they turn down the volume on the TV, right? So you're playing this game of turning up, turning down, turning up, turning down, right? It's just, it, it is, it, it's annoying. When somebody listens to my podcast episode, I want the volume to be all the same throughout. I don't want them to touch the volume knob. I want them focused on the content. So I'm using Auphonic. And when I would use Auphonic, it was it was a 30-minute process for me to upload the episode, go through all of these drop-downs, uh, list it to select all these different options and type in all this various information. Then when it was all said and done, I would submit it to Auphonic, which would typically take maybe five to 10 minutes to actually run. And then I would have to download the episode and then upload the episode to Libsyn, right? So that's kind of like at a high level, that entire process. Well, when I was going through all of these steps, right, some of the questions that she asked me, some of the ways that she challenged me, and the first off was that, and I did not even know this was possible in Alphonic, but I could actually have presets. So I could set everything up ahead of time save it as a preset so when I uploaded the episode, I would just select the preset and all the drop-downs that were on the page and everything else like that would automatically fill. All I would have to do is go in and tweak maybe one or two things and I was done. But the beautiful part is, is because she kept pushing me and pushing me and asking me questions and I was exploring the software more, come to find out, Auphonic had a feature where when it was done processing your episode, it would automatically upload it to Libsyn which was my hosting provider at the time for my podcast. So this meant two things. Number one, probably about 90% of the steps that I was doing were eliminated because I had presets and it would automatically upload it. So all of that was done. Another important thing was that I could upload the episode, have it process it, and, and then just open up another app and then move on to whatever was next. So this entire 30-minute process of me using Auphonic was reduced to three minutes. Now think about that, right? All these different processes that I was having and finding out these different shortcuts and, and having her question me, is this really important? And all these other things, my podcast production process went from 12 hours down to four. Now imagine that. I got a full week of my, I got a full day of my week back. 
But this is where things got really interesting because as I got through that process, then she said, okay, I want you to show me your guest onboarding process. Uh, say what? I mean, I was just focused on the editing part. But nope, she wanted to see my guest onboarding process. So editing the episode was just the tip of the iceberg. Everything in your business is a process, no matter what that is. And so my entire uh, podcast production process was including all of these other minor processes along the way that all needed to be streamlined. We're talking about like guest onboarding, right? We're talking about preparing for the interview or if you've got a solo episode, right? Editing, of course, is a big part of that. Your episode distribution. How are you marketing your episodes? How are you building your audience? How are you repurposing content? The list goes on and on. But all of that got lost because I was just only focused on the editing part. But there's so many other processes here that are fundamental to the success of your podcast. So this right here was starting to take me months. But when I got done, I had a bunch of extremely efficient processes all nailed down and the good thing is is that i got all of this stuff documented so when i'm dealing with my clients it makes it very easy for me to say hey take a look at this process and let's tweak it to fit your needs so they don't have to go through like months of training and writing down a process right we've got a we've got a really good starting point now again if you think about this right when i talked about tying your shoes Right When you rewire your brain so that it's now working to a streamlined, efficient process and your brain becomes very efficient at following an efficient process, watch out. You are on fire. Now, the second part of this, of course, is that with your process, like, you know, re-evaluated, right? You've streamlined it. It's super efficient. Now you bring the VA on board. And guess what? You are not training them on an inefficient process. You are training them on a streamlined, efficient process. So basically, if it's taking you 10 hours and then all of a sudden you find out you can get it done in two, and if you're paying your VA $10 an hour, that means your podcast production just went to 20 bucks. That to me is way more manageable than a hundred bucks. But now there's a flip side to this coin. And it's something that I talked about before. Many of the people, many of the clients that I deal with are so focused on how can I make money with my podcast that they don't even care really about the podcast production piece. They don't think it's very important and they'll say, oh, well, you know what? I, you know, it, it takes me five hours, but I'm okay with that or I'm it's six hours or whatever. No, it's not because I want to go back to that question that I asked at the very beginning of this episode, the one that I told you to marinate on. And that is how much of your day is spent on real revenue generating activities. Every hour that you spend on non-revenue generating activities is another hour that your business isn't making money. And that has been one of the hardest concepts for me to wrap my head around. And you would think to yourself, well, Cliff, that just sounds easy. But I say that because it's real easy to claim that everything that you're doing in your business is a revenue generating activity, right? Well, my podcast editing, it takes five hours of my day, but it's so important because if somebody listens to this episode, they could become a client. Well, see, that's too many points of separation. When I'm talking about a revenue generating activity, 
I am talking about you actively having a sales conversation with somebody who could potentially be a client or somebody who could be a JV partner. That's what I'm talking about. Those are revenue generating activities. Those are the activities that your business sorely needs in order to generate revenue. So the less hours that you spend on your podcast frees up your time to focus more time on revenue generating activities. Because in today's world, and we all agree on this, creating content is important, right? No doubt about it, and I'm not dismissing it, but it is not a requirement. When I launched my sister podcast to this podcast back in March timeframe, I didn't even have a single episode published, and yet I got a client because I knew that revenue generating activities were important and they had to be done. And that's what I used my podcast for. Didn't even have an episode produced and got a client. My business coach the other day, right? We're all on our group call and she shared with us that her and her, her, and her uh, partner closed a six-figure deal. They do not have a website, no social media presence, no podcast, no funnel, nothing. And they still closed a deal because here is something that you have to remember. Content does not close deals. People do. So this is why podcast production, podcast processes, fall under my framework because I want the entrepreneur with a podcast to be successful. And this means making sure that they can free up their time so that way they can still produce a high quality piece of content and get it out there, but in a fraction of the time that it is before. So that way they can sit there and say, okay, what are some revenue generating activities that I can do with my day now that my podcast is done? How can we feed our business machine so we can serve our clients at a higher level and get paid handsomely for it? That's all the time that I've got for today. And this concludes my four-part series on my podcast success framework. Now, if you are wanting to fast track your podcast results and to really turn your podcast into a thriving part of your marketing plan, head on over to podcastingwithcliff.com. Pick a day and time that works for you and let's get this process rolling. Once again, that is podcastingwithcliff.com and I will catch you in the next episode.